Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday, it's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. It's the Full Go presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays, or SGPs as the kids like to call them, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. And present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Chicago everywhere. Check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. Talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what was taking you a minute. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Old man Buckinson got a hold of the backgrounds. We here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Only took me two and a half years into COVID to get my shit together. I got the whole world behind me. If you're listening right now, you're hearing the wonderment and awe of Jesse Lopez and Tony Gill here on episode. What is it, Jesse? It is episode, episode 189. What Episode 189 of the Full Gold Podcast. We're here for a good time, not a long time, because uh, it is the holiday season. And I know half of y'all have either given up on work to the new year or, or just aren't doing work, you know at the job that you're at right now listening so we appreciate y'all shout out to everybody out there shout out to the streets and sanitation people here in the city of chicago because lord have mercy snowmageddon is happening and motherfuckers acting like they ain't never seen a little bit of snow in their life tony we we get this probably every one or two eh, eh, not every year it's not crazy every year because last mm-hmm. year i thought it was pretty mild if i if, if my memory serves me correct but every other year or so we get 
We get hit with a decent amount of powder. It really doesn't happen this early anymore because y'all motherfuckers been spraying aerosol cans in the air for for 20 plus years. Usually it's like the third week of January, second week of January, something like that. Like winter has shifted. Uh, But it's it's, it's crazy outside. And today was a great day for uh, my fiance to schedule a grooming for Lulu at PetSmart. That was that was outstanding for her to get that done so that I could drive just, what, four minutes around the corner and take me 25 minutes to get back home? Yeah, so <laughs> shout out to everybody out there on the roads uh, who was doing their thing. We are taping this after Thursday Night Football, as we usually do uh, on our Thursday slash Friday pod. And I got to tell y'all this, boys. Man, does it feel good not to be in the jet situation. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like for years, my entire life, I have had to watch and feel the feelings and the, the, the imagery and the kind of gameplay that Jets fans have to watch every time Zach Wilson is under center in the shotgun. That man's career might have ended tonight. And, and walk with me here because... You can't come back, get hurt, come back, and then get benched again. Like, you can't do that too many times in your early going. And on top of it, who's going to ask this man to be a backup that just loves giving the ball to the other team, loves, you know, playing off script every single play? Like, they have quite the conundrum on their hands in New York because I haven't seen a team not react to a quarterback positively like that in a long time. Like, when Mike White is back there, they love football. In fact, I need one of y'all to look up for, for me the information on the young man that I was introduced to playing quarterback tonight. Uh, Streveler, uh, Junior Tebow, who was out there, number 15 for the New York Jets. Like, the man, he came out there, and I thought they had an H back in there running Wildcat. I thought it was just like a package of plays. And then I realized, oh, Zach Wilson just got benched. And this dude played the rest of the game. It was the most entertaining part of the game. Chris like, Streveler. Chris Streveler. Give me some Chris Streveler information, Tony, real quick. Uh, quarterback for the uh, New York Jets. All right, we got that down. <laughs> uh, he plays college football in Minnesota and South Dakota. Oh, okay. Uh, played two seasons as a backup quarterback for the Winnipeg <laughs> Blue Bombers of the Canadian Football League. Okay, okay. So we're getting backup quarterbacks from the CFL. All right, give me more. Do you have anything more on Chris Streveler? Uh, he is a local product uh, from Naperville. Is he? Went to Marion Central Catholic uh, hey, High School. Hey, 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 Allison, the bounty hunter. I don't know. I, in fact, I know you don't listen to this pod. She is the <laughs> guest booker for this pod in New York, New York, and the Philly pod as well. But, Allison, if there's any bounty that I will put out there for you, it's got to be the tattooed one known as Chris Streveler, who was outside doing his, you know, mini Tebow impression out here in a good way, though, in a good way. He had 15 on. He's a thick young lad. He's running through people like I, I need to have more Chris Streveler in my life. We need more sleeved up quarterbacks. I need the position to take on like an image that it hasn't taken on. Like, yeah, you know, y'all finally allowed the brothers to play quarterback without as much scrutiny as they used to have. They still get a lot and they don't get any rough in the passer call still. We, we, we are subject to that here in the city of Chicago, right? But I need, I need it to go all the way left, Tone. Like, you, you let the short dudes in, you know what I mean? And once you let the little guys in, you know, all hell is going to break loose. Like, any, and 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 present company excluded, by the way, because both Jesse and Tony, I don't know if y'all can see them through the uh, through the pod, but both these young men 
are both standing six foot one or taller. Okay, so the you know, present company excluded in terms of little guys, because I, I rock with the little guys. You never want to fight a little guy. Never, ever want to fight a little guy because you don't know what's pent up in that little heart. But you let the little guys in to play the position, right? Like, we need tattooed up, like, just breaking the mold of quarterback, what a quarterback should look like. Chris Streveler was back there. I swear to God, I thought he was a tight end running H-back, you know, doing a little doing a little wildcat situation. Then he, he started to throw some more passes. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, that was the only thing that kept me there. That and, of course, every single week we got to get in. You know, Uncle Al Michaels throwing it to two chains, which is, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I, what, what week are we in right now? We in week 17, something like that, 16, 15? It's, it's 17 games these days. So what, it's week 15 to 16? Mm-hmm. He, might, I, he might as well take the, the pseudonym Uncle Al, be uh, uh, like, like the alchemist. Hey, listen, I'm down. <laughs> You know, when, when I think hip-hop legends, I think Alchemist and also Al Michaels. You know what I mean? Like, I, Al is just building a bridge to Fort Lauderdale or whatever the hell he vacationed. Like, like at this point, that man is just mailing these bitches in. For, like, I was listening to him today. He tried to explain where the Jags and the Jets were last year as opposed to this year. Punted halfway through it. He goes, you get what I mean. They're bad. I'm like, there you go, Al. Like, you know what I mean? You ain't, you ain't rocking with Frank Gifford and Dan Deardorff for decades to get to this point to have to do the job, you know, all the way through completely and thoroughly. I feel you, baby. I what are they going to do, Yeah, exactly. What's going to happen here? Huh? They, you know, Kirk Herbstreet is still happy as ever to be calling a pro game anytime he's on the call. Like, I have yet to hear Kirk Herbstreit be like, you know what, that was a bad play. Right? Like, that, that, that did not go the way that they wanted it to go. Kirk is, Kirk is ecstatic to be getting that Amazon money. I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him, though. But a tale of two franchises, right? Like, Bears mm-hmm. fans, we're sitting here talking about Justin Fields and what they need to put around him. Well, you see what happened with Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence, right? They they got their guy, and all of a sudden last year they went out and went crazy on the free agent spending. So much so, I think it was the most in the history, or I think they set an offseason record in terms of free agent spending. But you want to know what I thought this year should be like or what would have furthered the evaluation for me? Is putting people around him. And Christian Kirk was one of those guys that uh, the Bears and other teams were kicking the tires on. He ended up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. But it's not only him, right? Christian Kirk got four years, $72 million. They got Brandon Sheriff, who got hurt tonight, but came back into the game to to dominate on the right side of the line. Three years, $49.5 million. Zay Jones, who over the last couple of weeks have been cooking folks, especially in that Dallas game that we watched them go to overtime and win because of Dak's throw. Three years, $24 million. Evan Ingram, who is a former New York Giant, so he was cursing into every boom mic you could possibly find on the sidelines. Every catch he made, Made tonight against the uh, the New York Jets. One year, $9 million has turned out to be a decent enough fine. And then they did some things on the defensive side of the football to help Trevor Lawrence, you know, get back on the field. So it, they all in all, the Jacksonville Jaguars got their quarterback and then the next year spent over $175 million in guaranteed money on free agents. So all this talk about the draft, that's cool. Right? Because that's where Ryan Poles is supposed to be developing this team and bringing in the new blood. They've already got a whole bunch of young kids on this team trying to figure things out in the NFL. But this offseason, yeah, all this talk about cap space, I, I need to see something happen. And uh, there are not a lot of wide receivers out there. I've been, that, that has been banged home to me to death. I understand. Trust me. 
And, you know, Chase Claypool still going out there getting seven catches and 110 yards every time he laces them up for the Chicago Bears like y'all told me he would. So wide receiver is taking care of apparently, right? But uh, the, the offensive line, like we get the next couple of weeks here, we're going to start to look at the offseason. We're going to start to look at the free agent situation. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll throw in a call to our guy, Joel Corey. Uh, who is the, 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 one of the best capologists, you know, former agent and, and a dude who knows the ins and outs of NFL financials and what's happening around the league in terms of player contracts and where things are trending. So maybe we'll throw in a call to Joel Corey over the next couple of weeks to, to uh, you know, kind of break it down what this offseason is going to be looking like, what Bears fans can expect. But yeah, man, that was, you know, that, that, <laughs> that's what happens right there on Thursday Night Football. You either get your guy or you don't get your guy. And when you don't have your guy and that roster is complete, boy, it looks like the Jets situation. The Jets had the worst defense, one of the worst defenses in NFL history last year. What they do, they go out and draft Sauce Gardner, go ahead and pick up a couple of free agents. DJ Reed out back there, uh, you know, turns into one of the better corners in the game alongside of Sauce Gardner, right? And then Quentin Williams just explodes, right? Like, 12 sacks on a year, leading all interior defensive linemen. They have the defense. They have the coach who has a defensive background. They just don't have their signal caller. So if Bears fans are still running around after 13, 14, 15 weeks thinking that, you know, you've got it bad because you don't know what your quarterback is, just imagine being a Jets fan. Just imagine the Bears roster. Because we've seen it. You don't even have to imagine it. We've seen a fully functional defense, a run game, an offensive line, a couple of complimentary receivers, and no signal caller holds you back. So especially with this, what we're going to see on Saturday, I mean, I was as enthused going back watching the Philadelphia Eagles tape as I was in watching the game real time because not many quarterbacks did what Justin Fields was able to do against that Eagles defense. And not many defenses did what the Bears defense did for about two and a half, three quarters to A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts like that. Like, I hadn't seen the Eagles be befuddled in the way that they were for at least a half of football against a defense that isn't very good, right? So there's things to build upon. Um, you know, hopefully Tevin Jenkins will be out there on the field. We know that Jack Sanborn is out uh, on IR. Uh, miraculously, Jalen Johnson is out here trying to go this week after having the the, the rib injury, as a lot of people um, stated. So, you know, there's still some things to look forward to. I want to see Kyler Gordon build on the game that he had last week. Uh, looking forward to seeing Jaquan Brisket get back out there. Like, there's still some things to build up to. Braxton Jones, if he can continue his his above average to strong play over there on the left side. Like, now's the time at the end of the season where I want to see guys go out there on that island. Whether it's Kyler Gordon, whether it's Jaquan Brisker, whether it's Braxton Jones, you know, you shake those rookie boots off the last three, four games of the season so you can get ready for next season. Like, building on this this end part, especially with so many young players, right, the Bills still have something to play for. They're still trying to – they won the division, but they're still trying to lock up that number one seed. So you're going to have competition out there, and you have a team that is reliant, as reliant on one player as any other team in the NFL. Like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson – you know, uh, hell, Steph Curry in the NBA. Like, there's like six, seven athletes who, if you take them out of that thing, that thing ain't going to look like that thing. And Josh Allen is one of those guys, but they rely so much on him. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing this Bears team try to get after the quarterback that holds the ball a little bit and 
Josh Allen is a little bit of a double agent at times, right? He can, he'll give you the ball. He'll give you the ball. So I don't know why. I do know why. I'm enthused for this Bears-Bills game. Like, there's this another measuring stick. And down the stretch here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, and it might rub some people the wrong way. I, I got to start to see Justin Fields at the end of here. You know, I, I'd like to see a fourth quarter comeback, right? I'd like to see, you know, a, a win against a quality team. You know, I'd like to see a, oh, shit, that's that dude game. Like, we've seen the, all right, he got it games, right? That's that's what we've been building up to. Like, all right, he got it. Like, everything's cool. We good, right? It's like it's like when you get the keys to the car and you, you know, you you ain't stopping and starting, herking and jerking, and you got, you know, you got your parents in the passenger seat and you can just tell when that calm comes over them or you got your partner in the passenger seat and you're like, all right, he not holding, he ain't white knuckling it over there. He, he He's comfortable with me in the driver's seat. My first time driving was um, an adventure, to say the least. You know, shout out to 88th and Wabash right over there by the Commonwealth Edison building. Uh, we used to go in the can fields and steal grape sodas and then come out and just chill out over there on the block in my, grand- uh, my grandmother's house. I remember one day my uncle threw me the keys to the Ford Bronco and was like, hey, can you make it down the block? I was like, oh, shit, don't know if I can. Lied to him and everything. Told him I had driven before, got in the car, boy. The man did not have a stick ship. You would think I was driving stick the way that thing was herking and jerking back and forth, right? Like, it was horrible. So much so, I was like, you know what? I'm never going to drive again. Like, I give up driving. If this is the only way I'm going to get some girls in my life, then damn it, you're going to have to meet me at the bus because it was the, the anxiety, right? And then the next time I got it behind the wheel of a car, my father Pulled over right before he went to the gas station on Tui. I will never, ever forget this. Gas station on Tui. It's a shell. We pull over. <laughs> he gets gas. We get the gas. He says, hey, get in the driver's seat. I'm like, oh, okay. Ops is confident in you, boy. I don't know if that story of the Ford Bronco got back to him, but okay, we'll see if we can pay this confidence off. He was like, all right, here we go. I got onto the on-ramp of the expressway on my second time ever driving. And it was one of the scarier experiences I've ever had in my life. I made it to the next exit, got about that thing, right? So we're not worried about Justin Fields like that, right? You ain't, we ain't worried like I was worried that I was going to kill me and my dad in the car, right? Like, he got it, right? We were feeling like, all right, he got it. He got it. Everything's going to be cool. But now I want to see the that's that dude game. Like, we've seen the runs. We've seen the, the, the majestic, graceful, powerful, amazing, eye-popping runs. I want to see the, oh, shit, this is, this is what I can look forward to in both realms. Not just running the football, but throwing it. Like, he's, he's pulled off a, you know, he pulls off like three or four really, really nice throws a game. You know, you're starting to see him process things differently. Um, he did not have a turnover against that Philadelphia Eagles defense that had five or six sacks, so they were getting to him. He's tough as nails. He's already proven that. But I'm looking forward to the next thing. And that's what these last few games are going to be about. Uh, you got a great test in the Buffalo Bills. I think the Bears are going to lose this game. But I think this game's going to be close, just like that Philadelphia Eagles game was. And, of course, it's going to be in shitty weather, right? It's going to be cold as hell out there. You know, all this snow that is going to get dumped on the field. It's going to get cleared off, but it's going to feel bad out there. And, by the way, shout out to all of y'all that still think that there is a measure of toughness going outside in the end of December, early January with no shirt on and like a Bears winter hat or like crushing beers and pounding your chest. 
and let's face it, is this me speaking to my white brethren? Um, y'all gotta stop, man. Y'all gotta stop. Y'all not, y'all not, y'all not being the example that we as the rest of the sporting community need, right? Like, we're not gonna follow you. And when I say we, I mean the brothers. We're not gonna follow you off that cliff. But you get cold out there, and you know you're cold. You got players that are out here getting ready to wear sleeves because of frostbite. And I I can guarantee, like if FanDuel had a prop bet about how many white people you see without shirts on at Soldier's Field when it's supposed to be, you know, negative one degrees, right? Zero with like a, a 20 below wind chill. The over-under would be two and a half. Like that's how high it would be, right? And that's high for me, right? I'll let you know. Time- I'll, be, I'll be out there. Oh, I'll be out see. there. Look at you. Look at you. You'll be, you be fully clothed. I'll let you home, know. Right? You're going to have some shit. Oh, have yeah. Sh- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on, just making sure. Just make it, I'm just making sure, Tone. You know, you're getting money now. I, you know, brothers yeah. start getting money. You know, they go from Leroy <laughs> to Leroy. So I, I want to I make sure. I want to make sure you're going to have on all your clothes out here, man. Like, nah, but I mean, this is a PSA to, to my white folks out there. Like, y'all ain't got to do it. Like, we don't think y'all any tougher or less cool. Uh, for for not wearing a shirt outside when it's cold like that, right? Like you know, we we like like looking at the smoke coming out of our mouths as well, and the cold air. But like we go back in the house. Oh, we we we're doing it from the comfort of a big parka, you know, a big a big old hoodie layered up. But to see y'all out here, um, and I know Bill's Mafia is gonna be in town, so I know they're gonna be trying to jump through tables over there on the 18th Street parking lot, like. Don't follow that nonsense, y'all. Like, I believe in y'all. And when it gets cold, y'all let me down. Like, I've already seen a couple of y'all in this snowstorm walking around with puffy vests and shorts on and, 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 and sandals, you know, with, with two feet of snow on the ground. Like, we got to do better as a community. We're not going to grow as a people, you know what I mean, if, if, this, if this continues, you know? Like, do it for Kyrie. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he, you know, the, the Brooklyn Nets are humming again. You know, they, the, I feel like the world is, is, is getting back into its axis only to be thrown off by drunk 26-year-old white men with no shirts on in zero-degree weather on a random Saturday in December. Like, don't do it to yourselves. Enjoy the game and, and do it safely. I think the Bears win. Uh, no, no, I don't. Look at me. Look at me. I was about to tell a whole lot just now. I think the Bears lose. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Yeah. Tony so did a, a double whole... take right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did a whole lot just now. I think the Bears lose, but I think it's a close game. I think Justin Fields goes out there and plays well. Uh, I think Cole Komet is going to have a big game. Uh, I, I see some holes that the uh, – the New England, uh, not the New England, the Buffalo Bills defense, especially that linebacker crew. Um, if if he gets matched up with a linebacker or safety, I, uh, these are the games where I'm looking for dudes to to win now, like to to mess around and start to develop and and show that you are uh, capable of uh, going into this next iteration, this next era of Bears football, whatever it is. The 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 post uh, Justin Fields is our guy era, right? So. No Darnell Mooney out there. You know, Byron Pingle stepped up over the last couple of weeks. You know, he's been noticeable at least. Uh, Equinamia St. Brown got the concussion. Like, the, the wide receiver crew is banged up, to say the least. So, I'm looking for Cole Komet to have a decent game. I'm looking for Justin Fields to do some special things. I think the, Bear, the Bears going to lose because the Bills still have something to play for. But other than that, you know, I, I'm looking forward to Saturday football 
And I'm looking forward to white people keeping their shirts on at Soldier Field. Time for some commercials. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Len Casper, the radio voice of the White Sox. You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff. Ladies and gentlemen, no, shit, we've been recording. I, oh, okay. Listen, we don't play these games here on the Full Go podcast. You right, feel me? Like, I have been trying to break free of the radio segment for 20 years, and I finally did it with this pod where we just flip these bitches on and have a good time with Look each at other. That. Or, Look at that. you know, if we don't, we, we, uh, we bang the interview and we put it away, never to be heard from again. I've done that with three people. <laughs> oh, that shall go name. Oh, yeah. Because you know what it is. Like, yeah. you and I, oh, shit, we produce these shows. We yes. host these shows where it's yes. like, oh, yeah, he don't want to talk today. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I got to the point now where if you don't want to talk to me on a podcast, then fam. And <laughs> fight Yeah. Howdy. Enjoy. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. And, and good luck with yeah. Oh, shit. Let's bleep that when this comes out, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, la- la- last time I did that was when a certain wide receiver didn't like that I brought up, give me the damn ball. He didn't oh. like that I brought that up as a concept, even though he wrote a fucking book called that. Of course. Of course. Um, but, you know, I, I stepped on his toes. Who knew? <laughs> so I mean, they were what like, are you going to do? You what know what? Do, right? Tell you what, we're not going to, we're just going to skip that entire interview. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's crazy because. In my travels, uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, the voice you are hearing is the venerable broadcaster, a dude who I came in the game producing for and next to at times on a Saturday morning, uh, a man who has been uh, in the back alleys of Belmont smoking (laughs) cigarettes with me. He is my former radio partner, <laughs> the dude that I, uh, I, I, I rock with in this business. He's the, he's the one, the, this softer golf that you've heard over these last, I don't know, three or four years. He, he's the one that kind of ushered that in where feelings and all the other shit that's wrapped up inside you don't have to be hidden. He is Matt Spiegel here on wow. the Fogo Podcast. That is fascinating. I want to talk about that with you sometime. <laughs> I know you do. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since we've had this kind of this kind of room. Uh, I know. I know the people when they hear that you're going to be on, and I've told a few people they want me to immediately to dive into your baseball bag. So we'll 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 do the fun stuff after we get through the news that's happening in the city right now. Okay. The hot stove wasn't as hot as both sides of town wanted it to be, and then it heated up a little bit. Let's start on the south side and end up with the Dansby Swanson conversation. So that was as grueling and as disappointing a season of any kind that I could think of <laughs> in recent memory, dog. By, like, by any team ever. Any, any, yes. any. I'm talking shit to Lou Canellis and, and Shea Peplin three, four years ago about what 2020 and beyond is going to be, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, when 2020 gets here, then, then this thing's going to be kicked in the game. I'm saying that 2018. Yeah. And we get to that point. And the Tony La Russa hire happens. And then you go to the playoffs and get outclassed. And then you see what happens last year. And you say to yourself as a Sox fan, 
what do I have to grasp onto? What, what like what what's my lot in life if the players that I expected to be can't miss and you know too big to fail actually fail? Oh, so now we get into the off season. Now, hold on this, though. Okay. Can I can I back up with you just yes, one sir. sec? Yes, sir. We talking so. About- so you know what it feels like to have a team that is supposedly next. Man. Um, 2020 was the White Sox bonus year. Like 2015 was the Cubs bonus year. Mm. Like what, 2009, 2010 was the Blackhawks bonus year. Mm. And, okay. and we covered three cups in five years for the Blackhawks. Yes, you and I covered the... Cubs World Series and Coronation. You and I sitting there at the parade together. The the largest gather, the largest non-religious gathering in Earth's history. I do believe. Maybe I'm not sure if the Buenos Aires uh, parade (laughs) just happened. Might have topped it. But anyway, I say all that. Soccer World World War Z, as I'd like to call it. (laughs) I, I say all that to say this: the White Sox fan got their bonus year and their feeling of next rewarded with Tony fucking La Russa yeah, man. and a complete and utter disaster. I know that they went to the playoffs, but you knew they were bad. You knew they were in decay. And then in the playoffs against the Astros, you knew they were outclassed. And that the next offseason sucked. And then the year that you just had. So it's like, it's like, it's the biggest double punch in the gut that I can really remember, frankly, for a team that was full of hope as a fan base too. So by the time you get to this offseason, you're throwing your hands up, man. You, you, you're concerned. Um, and I love the managerial process and the managerial hire. Mm-hmm. So that that helps, and it should mm-hmm. help. Shout out to PDG. Pedro yeah, right? Rufo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can I tell you something that Rick Hahn said to me at the press conference that day? You can day? tell me whatever you want, man. He came up, he told the story, because he told this story about how Reinsdorf had, at one point with him on the phone, said, you know what this, you know what hiring process this reminds me of? And Rick got scared. And he later mm. told me, like, oh, shit, what's he going to be talking about here? What is it? <laughs> is, is it, uh, is, like, is it is Gene it Lamont? Yeah. <laughs> is it Gene Lamont? Is it Bevington? Like, what the fuck? And instead, Jerry said, AK. Reminds me of the AK process. So that, and, and Rick Conn was like, all right, good. There we go. So, like, mm. I think they, they honestly okay. had a process where Rick was allowed to do his thing. And, and find his guy. And this is the guy that he chose. And that is beautiful because that wasn't true for Tony and it hasn't been right. true in in decades, frankly, for that franchise. So I like the guy. Then the, then the, 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 com- the composition of the coaching staff is its own fucking business. Um, and there's issues there. I don't know why Daryl Boston... Actually, I do know why Daryl Boston still has a gig and it's, not, it's not for the right reasons, we you know? Um, so, but anyway, they're going to coach him up. Man, Pedro PDG is going to coach them up. So that core that you thought was going to be, how'd you, how'd you put it? These guys. Too big to fail, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, had, you, had, you had several dudes who, one of y'all is going to pop. And if two of y'all pop, this lineup is too big to fail. You know, and for Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert to not play, you know, 120 plus games in their White Sox careers yet, that's, you know, we're getting to that point now where, you're going to have to start paying people. You're going to have to start trying to evaluate if you're going to stay in the business of these two players. I mean, you know, you're one more year away from saying to yourself, all right, you got yourself another 
I want to say like, you know, Avisel Garcia or somebody like that, where it's like so much hope. So look at the body, yeah, yeah. look at the swing, look at the potential. I need, I needed last year, especially the end of last year to look a lot differently than it did. And it, it like you said, is a double punch to the gut back to back years. Right. And so, so here's the thing. Those guys aren't going anywhere. The, the whole White Sox fate is still about those guys. And they paid those guys preemptively. They paid everybody. You know, they paid Moncada and they paid Eloy and they paid Robert. And all those guys are on the hook. Hell, Moncada's going to make 14 mil this year. Then it's up into the 20s. You know, it, it's freaking bananas, man. So they better they better produce. So that's what PDG is about. Mm-hmm. And, be, and because they paid them and they got that cost certainty, it didn't leave them that much room to go out and go crazy if you're not going to spend to the, the luxury tax. And Jerry's just not going to do it. And there's other owners doing it. It drives you crazy, but they're not going to do it. So frankly... The owners that he didn't want in the game. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, like Steve Cohn. <laughs> and, <laughs> and John Mets. Yes, oh, who are breaking the game completely. Yes. Um, but they're not alone. John Middleton gave Trey Turner 300 mil when he's already got Bryce Harper on the books. Right. Um, uh, Peter Seidler, um, I think it is in San Diego. I always forget his first name. He wants to beat the Dodgers so bad. He's just going fucking bananas and he wants mm-hmm. to own Southern California. So Xander Bogart's 11 for 280 is insane on top of everything else. Truly and they, they offer, they offer judge 400 million and judge went back to the Yankees instead for 360 because <laughs> he just wanted to be a Yankee. But right. like, so, and Texas just gave DeGrom 195 mil and he's, what, 36? It's insane. And it seems like Texas does this every half a decade where it's like, Doesn't oh, it? by the way, there's $200 million that we just have to spend. Like, like yeah, with the sweltering heat of Arlington, Texas somehow is is making people come out of cash in, in droves, get a you new stadium, half you a decade. Let's they're go like, sign some motherfuckers. They're like, um, this oil just keeps on coming. It right. just keeps on coming out of the ground. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. You got drill, baby, drill chance outside just so you can go and get, you know, <laughs> go, go and get Jacob DeGrom. I can right, it. I can right. So it's, it's just bananas. Um, and then you get back here to the south side yes, and yes. that game isn't being played. Well, but then they gave $75 million to Andrew Benintendi. So that's interesting because that's a lefty, a left fielder. I don't think he can play right. He doesn't really have a good arm. But okay. he can play left. He's an outfielder, outfielder who will play the outfield, which is yeah. not something they've been doing. Um, and he's a real good contact hitter. He gave up power for contact, and it has worked for him. He made an all-star team last year, and he just got paid. They're going to try and get the power back in there. Either way, Tim Anderson and Benintendi won two as two contact dudes in a game that needs contact is a real good recipe as long as you hit a ton of homers. And they didn't hit a ton of homers last year. They had nobody with 20. Nobody with 20, and they were 10th out of 15 teams in the American League. That's not going to fly. Healthy Eloy changes that. Um, Healthy Robert, I think, changes that. Grandal, rejuvenated even halfway, changes that. Mm -hmm. Um, Vaughn, with just being able to concentrate on first and maybe thinking like a power hitter a little more could change that. Um, Gavin Sheets has some lefty DH bats. I mean, like, like there's they need to find power. And we'll see. I don't think they're going to sign any more position guys. They need their powerful guys to hit bombs. And if they do, then that offense is going to be, could be okay, I think. So is it a half measure if you're trying to unload Liam Hendricks or is it you spent this money to replace it with the money that you're sending out? Yeah, man, suck it up and pay Liam Hendricks and don't don't send him anywhere. I mean, Kendall Graveman was a good closer for half a year in Seattle. You can't trust that. Joe Kelly was a disaster last year. Um, 
it got a little better at the end, but no, man, don't, if, if they, if they trade Hendricks and they ask Renato Lopez to, to just step in and become a closer, I mean, it, it might work. It might work, but you can't convince me of a baseball reason to do that. That is purely a financial reason if they do it. That's unfortunate because if this team and that managerial hire is what it's supposed to be, then why not have the lockdown closer that you thought this thing should start this trajectory with? Yep, yep. So, look, if they're if they, if they're done uh, like they are and they're comprised as they are, um, they'll go in as you know a th- third third in the in the central with a chance to fight for more. Mm. Frankly. Um, I don't know how you bet against Cleveland the way they play and what they always do and how they build and how Francona manages. And then Minnesota's more talented. Um, but we'll see if they if they if they show up and they stay healthy. They mm-hmm. need they need their guys to to stay healthy, especially that that badass Byron Buxton in center field. If he's healthy, they're a different team. He's a beautiful monster, man. That yep. dude, <laughs> yep. that cat has all the like. <laughs> would you would you argue that he's top? Six, seven most talented dudes in the in the game. Absolutely, hundred percent. I put him put him right there. Reminds me of of uh, of Eric Davis in his prime. Great call, great call. <laughs> oh my god, think about those Reds teams, man. Right back in you know, the day, and you know who Eric Davis played high school ball with in Crenshaw, California, don't you? Ooh, oh, it's good. Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Daryl yeah. Strawberry. Think, think, about, think about being a 16-year-old, just, you know, just getting the ball every fourth day, and you pull up, and you're already in a in a shaky area, as they might say. <laughs> you, you get off the bus, and then all of a sudden, you see those two yep. just, just yep. sleek, cool, just ridiculous. Like, they're cool is going to get at least two hits today. You know, that kind of vibe, right? My God. Oh my! See, you taking me back. You getting me back in my old school baseball bag before yes. I got told I was too dumb to be in the sport. <laughs> before I was ushered out by all the people who came up with three letter things that that I could not keep up with. After oh a while. God, the protectors, the protectors. Dude. I was, like I was listening to you today. I was listening. No, yesterday, yesterday I think it was when. Because yeah. uh, no, you, you, your man was solo today, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Was, so yesterday I was listening, and you hit him with a. A a weighted runs created plus, and I'm like, damn, it's a plus on that now too. Oh, was, dude, you know, I was I was good with the OPS plus and the other pluses. Like I right. subscribed to all the pluses. True story. <laughs> true, true story. We in the trust tree. We in the trust yeah. tree. Come on now. When I said WRC plus, I couldn't remember if it was WRC plus or OPS plus, and this I couldn't is why remember. I fuck with you, and this and is- I. And I'm like, God damn, I hope that sounds as impressive as I think it does as I'm saying it. Um, <laughs> I couldn't remember which one, which number See? I was quoting. It was it was Michael Conforto <laughs> over the last like, three years. So as I, opposed I, to Eric Osborne. I, I <laughs> yes, you were. I, and I said, he's got 136 uh, WRC plus. And I'm like, damn it, was that OPS plus? I don't know. Good luck, everybody. Let's go. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the power of whiteness right there, where <laughs> you can say some shit strong enough. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the other side of things, I, you know, when I, you already know, I, we talked about this on the shows we posted before, like when, it, when it's a name that I don't quite know or oh. a, an all-out rule, I start to just go ahead, as, as the Levitar show would say, just leak confidence very oh, quietly yes. into oh, the yes. name. <laughs> but my, my, my favorite, uh, I don't know why this just came to mind, I just remember you telling me, as we were getting to know him as a young Dodger, you refused to say the name of Kike oh, Hernandez. Yeah, Kike Hernandez. Yeah. You just refused. You At said, all. I'm, 
I'm not. All. I'm not going to say that. You can. You can call that man his name yeah. if you want. I'm and, just. And, I'm and, staying and, away. And, and a decade later, you know, I'm standing at the top of the mountain, looking at down on all the Kanye Wests. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I, I'm not, not going to make any of those mistakes out here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. Hey. Hey. Well hey, done. Ha- happy Hanukkah to everybody that's observing. You know. That's shout my latkes. My latkes were killing tonight. They were just killing. I didn't know if that's a team or a dish. I got to be honest with potato, you. <laughs> potato pancakes. Homemade uh, potato pancakes there tonight. There it is. Yeah. It, 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 it was like a, a little Dominican League team that you owned or something like that. No. <laughs> so so <laughs> that's, that's, that's the joke that nobody knew unless you knew when Andy Kaufman on Taxi, his character's name was Latka. And it was named after a potato pancake at Hanukkah. So Latka Gravis. And y'all anyway. thought y'all was just tuning in to hear about Yasmani Grandol. <laughs> you know? This is why Matt Spiegel is Matt Spiegel. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff after a word from our sponsors. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cubs talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. And the Cubs have won the ball game. Can you believe it? Wow. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. All right, so you made me feel a little bit better about the Sox. Hope so. for the closer part at the end there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the other side, I mean, Dansby Swanson, you know, usually you don't have to win the press conference when you got 177 in your pocket. Mm. You know, usually that's reserved for college football and college basketball coaches. But the man tearing up about the, um, the, the story about his grandfather watching the Cubs via WGN and that being his second favorite team and now getting the chance not only to play for his hometown team and his grandfather's favorite team, but now the Cubs, man, like he can go ahead and go ahead and get that 748 OPS and hit 12, 13 (laughs) home runs. And I'm still going to be in his corner. I'm telling y'all now, I'm like, I'm not going to, to uh, shield my bias for liking Dansby Swanson so far. Right. And also what he, what he's about. Um, now, it's clear, and, and maybe you can argue this, he was the fourth targeted or fourth rated shortstop of all the shortstops that were on the free market. So 100%. how do you feel about the Dansby Swanson arrival and what this means for Cubs fans in terms of the Cubs signaling to them that, okay, it's, it's time now? Yeah. Um, well, they're doing it. They want to do it overall. And this is with, this is Jed's mindset and very much Carter Hawkins, the GM who came from Cleveland. Uh, run prevention, pitching and defense, man. And up the middle with Jan Gomes over Wilson Contreras. And man, we've watched that the last couple of years. I've been tr- I was trying to tell people why they weren't in on Wilson in different ways. And man, I, I, it eventually became obvious, but I knew it for a long time. It's just they want, to, they want a different personality, a different kind of defensive catcher. So they got that. And now Bellinger as a one-year flyer is a great defensive center fielder. 
But Cubs now have one of the top two or three middle infield defenses in MLB, mm-hmm. like maybe Jonathan Scope and Javi Baez in Detroit. But I want to see what Scope's range looks like now that there's no shift. The, the shift going away is a big deal. Nico is going to be a phenomenal second baseman. He will be a Gold Glove finalist, as he was there previously. Right. But now, right. but now, just the way he thinks about it, what he showed at short, how confident he is, how smart he is. How will there being no shift going forward play into guys like his game defensively? Um, second baseman needs a lot more range. Second base is where you've always hid somebody. Whether you know, and it started going that way. You remember shout Jeff. out to Ray Durham. That's <laughs> uh, funny. I, I was going Jeff Kent or uh, uh, Brian Dozier or like like power hitting second baseman right, right, Brian right, Roberts, right, right. like hitters and sluggers. You don't. And then it got even worse when the shift happened because the third baseman comes around and plays there, and then sometimes he's the rover. But now there's no shift. You got to have killer range over there. You got to be ready to go deep. You got to be guessing on positioning. You got to be thinking like a shortstop at second base. And Nico's going to be ready to do that. So it, it, the range and the thinking, he's going to be great at. Um, so, like, there'll be a really good defense middle infield. And Swanson, he's a winner, dude. He's a culture guy. He's a personality. And it's not just, oh, yeah, what? He played 160 games and 162 in the last two years for Atlanta and was the heart and soul of their defense. Well, he was. But aside from that, you know what I love, Jay? As a dude, number one overall pick. Arizona, it doesn't go well in Arizona. Just one season in the minors. He got hit in the face during a sim game, had a concussion, 14 stitches, missed six weeks. Okay? He had anxiety issues that he was open about. He then gets traded to the Braves, gets pretty much given up on, and he's the opening day shortstop in Atlanta in 2017. He sucked. Went back to the minors July of his rookie year in Atlanta. And then came back up and has gotten better every freaking year. Number one overall pick who was world, like a college baseball World Series MVP at Vanderbilt. But he's gotten better as a big leaguer. And he just has that work ethic and that thing. And then you saw the personality when he, um, when he had the press conference. So if I'm banking on a work ethic for seven years and $177 million, I love this investment. I love that investment. And as a hitter... He just had his best offensive year by a mile. I know it's like his first year over four wins above replacement. It was in the fives. He had like three years of being over two before that. But this is his breakout offensive year. And you hope he gets better. And you hope that he stays like this in terms of power, although it does mean a lot of strikeouts. But um, I'm banking on that dude who wants to win and wants to work on his game and work on himself every freaking day and has shown it to you. So... I like that. Now, they're not done. They can't be done. I'm sure there'll be another signing or two. Not Brett and Drury. He just went to the Angels. Uh, not J.D. Martinez, who I wanted. He just went to the Dodgers. Um, maybe it's still um, Trey Mancini. Maybe it's mm. Michael Conforto. Mm. Like, there's somebody with pop. I need power. They need mm-hmm. power. And Conforto's but, um, got something to prove. Yes, Conforto's got a lot to prove. Um, so maybe they'll go there. But uh, I, I really like Swanson, and it's not, it's not the superstar 250, 300 million dude, but they still got room for that if they have a chance to next year or beyond. How are economics changing with just the cost of doing business now with some of the, like, these are hockey contracts in terms of years that we're seeing, <laughs> right? right? And the tax right. and the, the AAV and how all that stuff um, 
figures itself out. We used to look at long contracts and go, oh, man, year, year six and seven is going to be tough. Now, <laughs> looking at deals saying, oh, man, year nine, 10, 11 might be tough for some of these teams. You just mentioned San Diego with Xander. Yeah. Is this the cost of doing business? And now, is this the way we're going to have to kind of leap forward in judging the uh, evaluation financially in some of these front offices around baseball? Like before it was, oh, you, you, you're setting the market with that dollar amount. Now we're looking at these years and thinking to ourselves, all right, w- how bad will this thing be in the end? And what are you sacrificing early on? Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy how many bad years are going to be acceptable <laughs> at the right. end of a deal. Like if you win a World Series in the first three years of of uh, uh, of Trey Turner's deal, like, and he sucks for years seven through eleven, you okay with that? So you know, the thing is, it's a trick by the owners when they stretch it out and they still give Trey Turner three hundred mil over eleven years, and his average annual value is what twenty seven, something like that, as opposed to thirty, thirty five, thirty seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a trick with them banking on income. Um, and banking on the cap going up or the luxury tax going up. And maybe it will. And maybe those teams will stay profitable. Philly's got a great TV deal, one of the last great TV deals. Um, and all that money's coming in now and will continue to come for a while. But it's, uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's year one of a collective bargaining agreement. Everybody's confident. They just signed. They don't have to worry about it for five years. Who the fuck knows what happens in five years? <laughs> New money. Everybody went and got the furs and the Cadillacs and, <laughs> against Robert De Niro's advice. <laughs> Take it back. Take yeah. Trey Turner's right. 10th and 11th year back. Right. Take Xander Bogart's 9th yeah. and 10th and 11th year back. There's a Zach Levine parallel to make about hey, being, man, being in the first it. year of New Money and what that does to you. But I'm not. You're, you're at you can make my, it. No. You, you can make it. Well, no. I mean, you know, it's like it's getting, it's getting it, interesting it, out here, ain't it? It's it's uh, dude, it's getting those are those are those are two very good wins. Those are yeah. two very yeah. very good wins, yeah. and uh, and and that was <laughs> that was some fun these last couple of road wins, and we'll see what happens in New York. But that's not why you called. No, uh, I, I, which is, I which is my line. My line is not why you called, and Bernstein is taking it. It fucking pisses well, me of course. off. Of course, I mean that's just his mo. You feel me? Like you, you know, he's that's that's how he gets down every once in a while. Shout out oh. to Bernstein. Hey, but I will say this: I have brought out of town stupid to the to the ringer people. Now I, I hear people, and I always make sure that I credit my man Matt Spiegel for out of town stupid. Anytime I talk to like an athlete <laughs> or whatever, or yeah. somebody covering one of these, you know, Bears opponents, and I give him out of town stupid, I say, hey, my man Matt Spiegel came up with that. Yeah. Everybody seems to like. It's one of your probably four or five greatest contributions oh, yeah, it's, to radio, it's, period. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, all right, Shout out so, to Murph, too, by the way. <laughs> I, I put that on your file as well. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, but, but I'll take it. That's unfortunate, but I'll take it. <laughs> no, 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 man. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, so what did you give to Bernsey? What did he take from you? Matt, how many days did you say oh, a brilliant and funny thing quiet or say it mm-hmm. once and then it just became part of the lexicon and you just had to let it go well and i hope nobody will ever argue this but tournament of bad happened and 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 was birthed in a conversation that we were having on the air uh-huh. and i mentioned we should have like a tournament tournament of bad things and we you know threw it around and you know had fun with it and then maddie did what maddie does you know made sure it was equipped with all the yeah, you know, the bells and whistles, and Dan and Terry went to work, and you know, is we had history. We made yeah, history you did. with that. And then yeah, I got did. in trouble uh, for one of the last tournament of bads that I was a part of, where the 
the uh, sales team had to had to step in. <laughs> yeah. So was it all right? It's also related. So, I don't so know. We'll, no, no, no. Well, oh, yeah. we, I mean, we'll 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 put the uh, we'll put the music over this if this isn't suitable for Tony <laughs> Gill's uh, ears. But so remember when that um, tsunami hit um, somewhere like Thailand, off the coast of Japan. Uh, I think it was off the coast of Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the Japanese housing market was my number one seed as, oh. as tournament of bad. <laughs> and, uh, and it was it was one of the years where we finally got like a a liquor sponsor, like a vodka sponsor for it. Uh. And they, uh, they had to take your boy into the old room and, <laughs> and say, "Hey, uh, we can't do this. Here, uh, you should be so picking good. shit like this if you that's come to so a mic." Good. So yeah, that's but that so was good. one of the few times I got. You know, it. you know why Never the death it. why the death pool stopped. Um, that. That Boris Boris and McNeil used to do. I was pretty. Should have never been a thing, by the way. <laughs> like looking back on it, listeners, full go, full go, listeners. When I was a young producer, and Jason, Jason was either a caller or a younger producer. I don't know. Intern, uh, maybe. Inter, I don't know. But uh, they did it. They did a Deadpool where you called up and you had a draft and you picked people you thought were going to die in the next year, and um, it was grim and funny and ridiculous. And then one guy called up. <sighs> yeah, it sucks called. to even think about. I know. It, you know it? why? Because I talked to this this, this guy's dad. <laughs> I know. And every time he gets intro, I think about two things. I think about the Kaepernick fight that he and I got into. On oh here. yeah. And, and then I think about <laughs> yeah. Somebody picked Gunnar Esiason. Picked a Boomer Esiason's kid who had cystic fibrosis. And Boomer was out there like raising money and awareness for cystic yeah, fibrosis research. Yeah. And some fucking score listener called up and picked Gunner Esiason. And I pushed myself away from the console and I was like, you know. As you should. Oh, As you, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. There's, there's grimy moments when you're dealing with the, the dark hearts of men who have watched shit football, basketball, and baseball for at least 45 years of their lives. Like this is this is where dreams <laughs> and 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 butterflies and hummingbirds and and Stevie Wonder songs go to die uh, in the hearts of these men. <laughs> and and sometimes they pick up the phone every once in a while. And you always know it too when you pick up the phone and you you greet a score caller. You're like, oh shit, this guy, this guy has the worst shit on his heart. But he's a P one. <laughs> the blackness of his soul. Oh, it still counts. It still just, counts in the ratings. Oh yeah. I hope he gets a fucking uh, PPE. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst shit in the world. God, we're horrible human beings. We're letting people know that we. All right, man. I'll, I'll let you get back to your night. What else you want to chat about with me? Because I feel like this is cathartic for me. So oh, good I'm for down. me too. For me yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, my 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 wife um, needs somebody to get into bed with her and snuggle and hump her and that yeah. is my job and oh you gotta do that you gotta do that the snuggle you know? the snuggle hump combo is what it's about um and oh, hold uh, on why are you making plans hold on one second hey P you good are we gonna snuggle and hump after I do this yes but I have to get the rest of the groceries <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it does not get more full go than that. I don't know where we need to go from that. I gotta be honest with you. I, yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm, that's it. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Hey, man. Always love talking to you. Always love seeing you. Continued success. The Spiegel and Parkin Show. 
afternoons or drive time all the time, pretty much two to two to six, uh, six I, seven I, to score. I love you. I love you for so yeah. many reasons. But I it's, know you the, do. It's, it's the Parkinson and Spiegel show. Damn. Spiegel, Spiegel and Parkinson was a very different show. My bad. Know? My bad. <laughs> well, you can catch Danny and Maddie from two to six p.m. right here. In the city of Chicago, yes, on the Parkinson Spiegel Show, one six seventy to score. This was fun to have some room. Thank you, Jay. Thank yeah, you, Tony yeah, yeah. Gill. I appreciate you, man. All right, man. You too. Yes, sir. The full goal with Jason Golf. All right, that's all the time we have for episode one eighty nine of the Full Go Podcast. I want to thank our guest Matt Spiegel from the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Uh, I don't want to get in any trouble. Uh, with the fellas over there. So it's the Parkinson Spiegel Show. You can catch them from 2 to 6 p.m. right here in the city on 670 The Score. Uh, you broke it down for us baseball-wise and whatever else made it into the pod because there was a lot going on in that conversation. So can't wait to listen and hear exactly what made it and what got left on the cutting room floor. Knowing Jesse and Tony and how much they hate me, probably very little made it to the cutting room floor and all of it will be there for you. So thanks to Matt Spiegel as always. And of course, our production staff. I just mentioned them, but let's get it on. Of course, the shadowy figure that is known is Steve Cerruti, my main man, Tony Gill, and the active Jesse Lopez. For the fellas, I am Jason Goff. Thanking you so much for downloading this thing, subscribing to this thing, rating and reviewing it, sharing it with your family and friends. We appreciate you so much for whatever you do for this pod. Uh, holidays are coming up. So hopefully y'all are getting that shopping done. And if you're not shopping and hopefully you're feeling the holiday spirit, we will hit you up on Saturday after the Bears game. We got a Saturday pod for you because Sunday is Christmas and we're going to be with our families or doing whatever the hell else we got to do. So we'll hit you up on Saturday after Bears, Bills. We'll talk a little bit more Chicago Bulls basketball because hopefully we'll be talking about a three-game win streak, the first one of the season. So that much more coming up on the Full Goal Podcast, episode 190 on Saturday. But until then, as always, we leave you with this. Take care of each other and be safe. All right, I got to get my mind right. I just got the text. <laughs> All right, I had to do the stretches. I had to do the stretches in here. <laughs> uh, you see me pause? You see me pause just now? Like, uh, you, did you see it? Like, come on. Like, all right, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this goes on with my, my, my new segment. Uh, Who got that thing? Who got that thing? <laughs> <laughs>